This is AgriPulse Daybreak West from Monday, July 22nd. Good morning. I'm Jeff Nally. Here's today's headlines. More details in one 3D spike. Comments on bumblebees as endangered species. Labor nominee has pro-business record and not enough snap. DPR says spike in one 3D surpassed all levels for potential cancers. In a meeting Friday, the Department of Pesticide Regulation shared more details on a spike last year in the pesticide 1,3-D, an air monitoring station in the Central Valley known as Parlier, recorded spikes that were as high as 351% of safe screening levels. This bumped the average yearly concentration up to 147%. DPR monitors for levels for acute, subchronic, and chronic exposure if expanded over 70 years. This adds to an investigation into a spike in 1-3-D detection in the town of Shafter, as reported by Daybreak last week. DPR and the Kern County Ag Commissioner found that detection was due to a single application, which did not indicate an immediate health threat. DPR is consulting with other state agencies on next steps to reduce the exposure to 1,3-D. The department had already revised its permit conditions for the pesticide in January 2017. 1,3-D is used to fight pests that attack a wide range of crops, including almonds, grapes, strawberries, and sweet potatoes. Well, the state takes comments on labeling bumblebees as endangered species. The Department of Fish and Wildlife is reviewing a petition brought by environmental groups to list four native species of bumblebees under the California Endangered Species Act. The department has one year to perform the scientific review. It is asking for comments on the threats to bumblebees, the existing management strategies, and recommendations for management. Responses must be submitted by August 16th. And on that note... DPR is in the process of updating its Citrus B regulations on reporting hives moving into the state. The update coincides with the new Beware platform launched this year and removes dated language requiring access to landlines, faxes, and printed newspapers. Campaign finance reports for congressional races. The second quarter filings for campaign donations were reported last week. In Tulare, Republican Representative Devin Nunes has $5.7 million on hand, while Democrat Phil Arbalo has just $116,000. And Stanislaus, Democrat Representative Josh Harder is leading with $1.4 million in campaign cash, while Republican Ted House has $660,000. In Fresno, Democratic Representative Jim Costa has $400,000. Democrat Esmelda Sorio recently announced her run for the seat, but not in time for the filing deadline. For District 21 covering Fresno, Kern, Kings Counties, Democratic Representative T.J. Cox, he's currently running unopposed and has 484000 CDFA touts emission reductions from climate smart ag programs. The Department of Food and Ag reported progress from its Environmental Farming Office to an advisory board last week. The State Water Efficiency Enhancement Program, or SWEEP, received $20 million through Prop 68 last year. 
Sweep is awarding $10.4 million to 120 projects. Senior environmental scientist Carolyn Cook says this will lead to 37,100 metric tons of carbon dioxide emissions reduced over the 10-year life of the project. This also saves 100,000 acre feet of water. The largest number of recipients are in Fresno and Tulare counties. Remember, the government has zeroed out sweep funding in the recently passed budget. The Healthy Soils Program is awarding $8.7 million to 194 projects and $3.8 million to 23 demonstration projects. CDFA estimates this will reduce 25,000 metric tons of carbon dioxide emissions. The governor has approved $28 million for this program for the upcoming fiscal year. USDA advising EPA on pesticide regulation. An EPA proposal addressing protection of farm workers subject to pesticide spring is now under review by USDA, which under FIFRA has 30 days to comment. The contents of the proposal have not been made public, but EPA may be offering growers flexibility in meeting a requirement in the 2015 Worker Protection Rule to keep people, particularly workers and their children, from being directly exposed to pesticide applications. As it stands, people are not allowed within 100 feet of outside spring or within 25 feet of spring in enclosed space production. A possible change could be allowing workers to remain in well-insulated housing instead of leaving the application area as is permitted in Oregon. Deadline looms for budget deal. Talks between the White House and congressional Democrats over the budget and debt ceiling are going down to the wire as negotiators try to get a deal House members can consider before they leave D.C. at the end of the week on their long summer break. The Senate will be in session next week as well. This deal, if there is one, would finally allow work to proceed on funding the government for fiscal 2020, which starts October 1. Now, for more on what's happening this week in the ag policy front, you can read our Washington Week Ahead, available at www.agripulse.com. Mexico's president pitches USMCA to House Dems. It's not just President Donald Trump leaning on the House Democrats to ratify the U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement. Mexican President Andres Manuel Lopez Obrador, also known as AMLO, greeted a visiting delegation of several House Democrats on Friday and made his own argument as to why the U.S. should follow Mexico's lead and approve the trade pact. Obrador, in a tweet after the meeting, said he explained that our government is in favor of the treaty because we consider it beneficial to the three nations. While most House Democrats would readily agree with that, many also want further assurances that the labor and environmental provisions Mexico agreed to are enforceable. Dems are committed to ensuring any new trade deal is enforceable and has strong worker and environmental protections. That a spokesman for Democrats on the House Ways and Means Committee in a tweet after the AMLO meeting. Late Justice Sun nominated for Labor Post. Eugene Scalia, son of the late Supreme Court Justice Anton Scalia and Trump's nominee to be Labor Secretary, can be expected to focus on easing the regulatory burden on business if he receives Senate confirmation. Scalia has represented large corporations in a series of high-profile cases as a partner at the blue-chip law firm Gibson, Dunn & Crutcher. 
In 2006, he helped Walmart prevent Maryland from requiring companies with more than 10,000 workers to either spend at least 8% of their payroll costs on health care or pay into a state Medicaid fund, according to the New York Times. He also represented SeaWorld in a worker safety case after a trainer was killed by a killer whale. In a 2014 decision, the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals upheld Labor Department fines and citations against the company for not doing enough to prevent the death. Ag labor experts say Scalia doesn't have a record on farm employment matters, but he had been strongly recommended for the job by Senator Tom Cotton of Arkansas, a strong advocate for curbing immigration. I'm confident he'll be a champion for working Americans against red tape and burdensome regulation as Labor Secretary, according to Cotton. Here's today's He Said It. This is a loss not just for them, but for their families, for California's economy. That Francesca Costa testifying to the state legislature on her outreach for CalFresh. Cal Matters reported on the ambitious legislation to increase participation in California's food stamp program. Just 72% of eligible Californians were enrolled in CalFresh, the fourth lowest rate in the nation. In 2016, last year for which national data is available, that according to Cal Matters. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Monday, July 22nd, brought to you by FMC. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Alley.